Hello again, I'm Casey Woomer, Assistant Director at Miami University's Institute for Entrepreneurship. It's great to have you with us. I'm the host of the Institute's newest podcast, Venture On. Our mission is to support, guide, and coach all junior and senior entrepreneurship co-majors and minors as they begin their transition into the world beyond college. Each weekly podcast will be dedicated to sharing information on successes, failures, and failures that become successes for our recent grads. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world Today, we're joined by Ben Arwine, a 2016 Miami grad. What's special about Ben is that we now have a co-major in entrepreneurship, but Ben was an original interdisciplinary business management major with a concentration in entrepreneurship. So he was a full-fledged entrepreneurship major, and along with that, he was really involved in the Farmer School of Business, especially in his business fraternity, Pi Sigma Epsilon. Today, Ben works for The Garage Group, a Cincinnati-based innovation consulting company. Ben, we appreciate you being here today. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Casey. Awesome. So let's jump right in. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, everywhere from your hometown, childhood, what brought you to Miami, all that. Sure. So I'm originally from Springboro, Ohio, which is not far from Miami's Middletown campus, and grew up in the area as many... Midwest kids do. Ended up at Miami. I chose Miami just honestly based on kind of a gut instinct. I was between a couple schools in Ohio and as you said ended up majoring in entrepreneurship and loved every minute of it. It It's a great four years. That's awesome. What kind of brought you to the entrepreneurship department? You got into Farmer obviously and then had to explore but what brought you to us? Sure. So actually between the summer of my freshman and sophomore year, I started and ran a house painting business over the summer. So uh, yes. it was a very challenging and rewarding experience. Involved everything from marketing and sales, hiring and managing, and then actually producing these jobs that I was selling. And I loved it. So at the end of the summer, I knew two things. One was that I knew that there were elements of entrepreneurship, even though I didn't fully understand it yet, that mm-hmm. I loved and wanted to pursue. And the second thing I learned is that I didn't want to paint houses forever. <laughs> so when I got back to campus, I looked around campus, tried to find resources that could help me pursue this newfound passion of mine and ended up finding the entrepreneurship department. So ended up writing my name on 
Friedman's board, having never met him, and went in and just asked him about some of the classes. I think the first ones I took were 251 and 252, and I guess the rest is history. I ended up taking all, all sorts of classes over my last three years there. Right. Well, once you sign up on that door for office hours, you're you're hooked. So. I know. You get <laughs> into the, to Friedman. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about, if you can recall on um, – 251, which for our listeners is marketing and finance, and then 252, which is organizational leadership and creativity. What are kind of a couple of the foundations that you learned that really got you hooked to keep going through the entrepreneurship department? Sure, absolutely. I think particularly the leadership and creativity class, those to me were more foundational classes in that they were teaching you mindsets and behaviors of entrepreneurship that we're going to apply mm-hmm. to other areas. So that was more of the the why is right. being an entrepreneurial leader, being a creative individual. Whereas, and then the at the same time, the uh, finance and marketing classes they came in and they were more how like this is what it actually looks like. This is how you entrepreneurs think about finance. This is how you market in a, a scrappy and entrepreneurial way. And so. Uh, great introductory courses that not only exposed you to some of the foundations of being an entrepreneur, but also what that looks like in a couple areas. Right. You're president of PSC. You you have all these farmer resources at your fingertips. And then you also have this entrepreneurial scrappy go-get mindset. Um, So what was the job hunt like for you that senior year? The job hunt? Yes. Uh, My full-time job hunt actually began probably January of my junior year. Wow. I, I, in hindsight, you know, I tell people I was probably the most prepared student that you could be when career fair rolled around. I started reaching out as a junior to certain alumni that were in fields of interest of mine, interviewing them, getting to know them. Right. I also started researching companies way ahead of time and just doing a lot of you know soul searching to try to figure out what I wanted to do I ended up putting together these really robust like portfolios of work because I know that's something in other areas areas of study like art or design right show your work and I just thought a resume was not a good way to show your work so I put together interesting big customized portfolios for each company I was applying to uh and ended up rolling into career fair and talking to a lot of companies. I actually didn't even get a job despite all of that out of career fair, but did end up finding a job early in the spring semester of my senior year. So what were the reactions? I love this portfolio concept. Uh, What were uh, rolling into career fair? There's 18,000 people and uh, 30 seconds to talk to everybody. So how were the portfolios um, viewed? There were mixed reactions. (laughs) Uh, In hindsight, I actually looked back at those not too long ago and I can see how maybe they were a little overkill um, for a career fair setting. Some people just kind of set them aside and probably never looked at them again, but there were also a couple companies that were interested by them and they started some conversations with them. And even though I didn't get any jobs out of that career fair, the some of the companies that I did have positive interactions with using the portfolio, I ended up getting interviews for positions that I wasn't otherwise qualified for. Right. Uh, fun fact about me, I didn't have a great GPA in school. And so 
I, but I still was able, I, I think the portfolio helped me get those interviews, even though I didn't meet the, I think it was like a three, five GPA requirement right. that was needed for an interview. Well, that's great. And you were able to show them that GPA isn't everything. So good on you. Yeah. Um, so what were some of the values that you had in your head when looking for a job that helped you narrow down your decision that spring semester, senior year? Sure. Yeah, I was definitely looking for an entrepreneurial culture. I had, between the painting business and the classes and entrepreneurship and a lot of other experiences I had, I just had a thirst for that. And it's like once you get a taste of uh, that working style, you don't want to go put yourself in a corporate box after that or work uh, for the big four. So I was looking for a company that had those qualities of entrepreneurship. It didn't have to be a startup. And I definitely wanted a place where I was going to have an opportunity to grow quickly into a leadership role. And so those are kind of my first filters. And then after that, I was trying to make sure I was comfortable with the people and then the offer itself and the responsibilities of the role. And so where did that bring you? What decision did you uh, land on during that spring semester? So despite all the research and preparation and hard work I did into finding my first job, it did not turn out to be a great fit at all. And it was, I think, an important experience. It's not something I regret in any way, shape, or form because I came out of Miami, as many students do, thinking that you're going to change the world in a day. And you can absolutely change the world, but not in a day. And so, you know, I had been president of PSC. I'd done all this cool stuff in entrepreneurship, had a lot of success in school. And I came down and, you know, life punched me in the gut a little bit. And I learned a little bit about how the real world works and that you do need, things aren't going to be handed to you. You need to be able to make your own decisions and build and navigate your life in a way that's going to lead you to success. And so that first job was not right for me. Uh, It was a little disappointing, but I've told people before when talking to students that my college students graduating put all this pressure on themselves to find their dream job right out of school. And it just doesn't always happen that way. A lot of times you are going to have a couple careers and, and your career itself is going to be an iterative process to get to a place that makes you happy. And uh, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, and even thought, well, even if I had found my perfect job right out of school, would I really have wanted to do the same thing for 40 years until right. the end of my career? And the answer is no. So I am glad it happened, even though it was a difficult situation at the time and mm-hmm. in the, is something that certainly is can be called a failure. But a failing forward, right? Forward to in a, a positive way. That's, that's awesome. And that learning right there is invaluable. Um, so I want to go back to something that I really liked and I think is really normal but not talked about enough, which is that gut punch, right? Sure. Right when you graduate and you get into your first job and it hits you hard. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the first things you felt or first fail-forwards that you had? Yeah, so the first feelings I can recall, honestly, are self-doubt. It's like you get out in the real world and you feel like your professors and your classmates and your family and friends, they, they say, everyone's telling you like, oh, you're gonna be so successful, you're gonna right. make it, you're gonna do this and that, you're gonna be a CEO or, or whatever it is that they tell you. And so when things start not going right, you start to wonder if 
if it's something that you have done, if it's a shortcoming of your own. And I don't think that's usually the case. I think usually you can diagnose a couple of different areas that are a problem, not to put responsibility off myself. There were certainly things I could have been doing better, but I recall that self-doubt creeping in and then kind of having to figure out what was getting in the way of my happiness and my success. And once I identified those elements and realized it wasn't that I wasn't capable of being happy or successful, it's just that I wasn't putting myself in the right situation to do so. I was able to change my environment, ended up getting a new job, changing some situations in my personal life and putting in my, putting myself in a spot where I could grow again and continue to be productive and successful. So with that environment change with your second job, um, what else did you change about your mindset or, or habits to make sure that this second go around was a little bit better? I think I realized the importance of the people that you work with and work for. Right. If you're going to work for a company, you need to be able to trust and respect those that are either managing you in your role or running the company. And so that was something that was really important to me in this second job search that, you know, maybe in that first job search, I had glossed over a little bit and thought, oh, I just, it's about the company. But I think now that more about the people and that's something I can confirm. That's awesome. And now you are in your, your third change, which I want our listeners to know that three jobs in five years is a really cool and normal experience. So I think Ben is the perfect person to tell us a little bit about what that's like now. For sure. Yeah. So uh, that second job, I was in market research with a company called CNR Research. Really enjoyed that experience. Learned a lot about uh, how companies approach market research and built some foundational skills that I then took into my third job, which is with the Garage Group. So the Garage Group is a innovation and strategy consulting company for big co's taking entrepreneurial mindsets and practices and methods and trying to infuse that into these really large, otherwise cumbersome organizations. So I love my job now. I work for people that I trust and respect. Like I said, that's become very important to me. Strong company values. um, And that's beyond just, you know, having the words above the door when you walk in. It's values that you see in daily interactions and interesting work. So life is good right now. Things have taken a turn for the better. So kind of tying back into the department, you know, you had mentioned that you did all these different experiences. Um, You were an Altman intern, so you're pretty ingrained. How did you use some of the mindsets you learned during that first year out of college when things were hard and then in order to make things better for yourself? Yeah, great question. Like I said, I had that realization that your career and your life is an iterative process and iteration is obviously an important lesson that's taught in the entrepreneurship classes is how can you continue to improve things. And so I I was iterating on my situation uh, at a macro level, but also in my daily tasks. You know, if something wasn't right the first time, that's okay. You just, you, you keep going, you keep improving your work that you're doing. So being able to be iterative in your work was important and in your life. Other mindsets I used were obviously some of the uh, more macro concepts we talk about, like being action oriented, being resourceful. If you don't know what it is that you're doing, how can you find those resources to help you get your job done? Right. There's a task you're unfamiliar with. Um, and then in terms of being action oriented, 
just getting work done quickly. I uh, once I got to CNR, my second job, about six months in, I quickly developed a reputation for getting work done super quickly, and that helped helped set me up for success at that company, and and really positioned me well in the eyes of leadership there. So uh, just having that go-getter attitude, and then. Beyond that, I mean, I think there's relevancy in all of it. Being able to think creatively, think differently, ask yourself the right questions to get better answers out of different situations. It, it Those themes apply to wherever you're going to work, and they certainly apply for me. Right. Oh, that's really good to hear, and hopefully for all of our listeners, seeing how class concepts really are useful. In our, our last episode, we talked with Amy Berg, who you know, um, yeah. she works for a huge company in Chicago. Um, and I want to know what it's like working at a company that has that entrepreneurial, more independent mindset uh, and getting to have that experience at such a young age. Yeah, it's fun. It's a dynamic environment for sure. The grad group is in the midst of some serious growth right now. And so in addition to just being able to do your job well, and when I say your job, I mean what might be written in a job description. You're also getting pulled into certain growth initiatives in the company, like working on an action plan or uh, managing an internship program, things that a consultant wouldn't normally have to do, certainly not at a larger organization, but working at a, a growing entrepreneurial company, you end up getting thrown into all sorts of different tasks, helps keep it exciting. And like I said earlier, you just got to figure out how it how it is to do these things, whether it's something you have training in or not, and so right. uh, it keeps you on your toes and keeps it interesting. Is it scary to have that amount of responsibility at all for you? No, I don't think so. I uh, not not to say there's not certain elements of pressure at times, but I think that the attitude here is so positive, and it's an environment that. It's very much a growth mindset environment. So new challenges or new responsibilities are exciting here. There are opportunities to learn and grow. Failures seen as a positive thing when done in the right way. And so because of the environment that I'm in, I feel like if I make a mistake, as long as I handle it in the right way that I know how to, it's not going to be a detriment to me. And so that takes the, the pressure off a little bit in terms of making it scary. That's great. Great advice, too. That's so much more about the character of how you handle things in the process more than sometimes the actual outcome of the failure. So that's fantastic. Um, In the interest of your time and busy day, I just have one last question for you. So reflecting on your your first year or even first six months out of graduation um, and also thinking about everything the department gave you and you learned from us, um, what's one big piece of advice you can give our, our new grads? One big piece of advice. No pressure. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Well, I would say that one thing that I realized and learned after school is that once you graduate and you leave Oxford and go out into the world, you are solely responsible for your continued education. And what I mean by that is that Mm -hmm. if you think about it, your entire life you've been spoon-fed lessons to learn. You go from semester to semester, class to class, grade school to high school to college, and for the first time ever, you learning is not the primary objective, you know, your company, 
expects you to get certain work done and they, they should want you to learn, yes, but no one's going to be giving you a course syllabus. And so it's your responsibility when you get out of school to make sure that you're seeking out new experiences and new opportunities and making sure that you're still continuing to learn and build on this foundation that you've built throughout your life so far, rather than falling into, I guess, a state of complacency where Absolutely. you blink and you're 26 or 27 and you haven't learned anything new since school. So I just encourage all of our students that are graduating in the next year or two to keep that in mind when they get out of school and make sure you're that they're pursuing additional, additional valuable learning opportunities. That's awesome, Ben. And I know our department's certainly proud to have you as an alum and you provided a great example for everyone. So thank, thank you for you. your time this morning, and we look forward to catching up with you soon. Yeah, thank you, Casey. This is